cliffcentral.com Welcome to it. My name is Londa Sam. Um, you guys, you're not going to believe what just happened. I am actually flying solo. Um, today it's Friday, so you know what time it is. It's time for 20-something. And that was Tamar, the one. So I'm chilling with the girls since the boys decided to drop me. What else can I do? So I'm going to be a girl about things. I'm going to be a girl just a little bit. And we're going to talk about boys. The song, Sims, introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's, she's been saying she's not going to say anything. I'm like, but you can't do that to me. Because, I mean, come on. You, girl power. Who runs this I, I, world? I have faith in you that uh, you would have been able to just talk and have a monologue for a whole, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I could have done that. Yes, I don't. Do, I could have done that. But you're here. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's, um, have, just, let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. I, I am uh, Simpia Mteto. <laughs> and uh, I'll be joining you. Uh, yeah, today. She's yeah. going to be my other loony because there's other two monkeys decided, hey, you know what? You can do this on your own. That's fine. That's where, fine. Where are the boys? Uh, the boys. Uh, Neo, Neo had an appointment, a doctor's appointment, and it ran longer than he expected. And Jack is occupied with something he could not, he could not get out of that situation in time. Okay. Handsome here alone. Right. I was supposed to fly solo, but no, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. Bon, it's a Friday. We need to, you know, we need to get this thing. People need our services. We need to deliver. We need to deliver. So we're here. What services are you delivering, girl? Hey, like I said, I'm just going to be a girl because I don't really, I don't usually get a chance to be a girl about things. Okay. Those who know me, they know that I'm, I'm more. Listen, I grew up with boys. Mm-hmm. So this whole girly girly thing, sometimes it gets to me and I just shut down from girls and stuff. Okay. But today I'm going to be a girl. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Boys. <laughs> what else can we talk about? We're going to talk about boys. Uh, okay. What is the one for you? Tamar is talking, is singing about the one, obviously that's Vince. <laughs> for um, you, who is the one and what is the one? I, I have no idea. Uh, purely based because I am single, uh, but I think in my in my mind the one would look like someone who's tall, handsome, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna be a bit shallow. Okay, well off. <laughs> Right. It seems like you're not the only one who thinks that uh, the one should be well off. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a person because we're talking about the one. We're not talking about um, the temporary one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're talking must... about the one. Talking about the final, final, final one. Yes. So I mean, a man must be a provider. So provide, boo. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> I. I. How do you? How do you see that this is the one? Oh, okay. So there's four things that I believe that he must tick um, for me to kind of just even look at you and be like, hey, boo, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is uh, physical attraction. Yes. You know, he needs to look at me. I need to look at him and be like, yes, boo. The second one needs to be um, intellectual Connection, yeah, you know, I want yeah. someone who will challenge me yet also talk about random stupid stuff. Yeah, the third one, hey, 
the pocket, hey? It needs to be stable. This thing is serious, guys. This pocket thing is very serious. He needs to be financially stable. And last but not least, um, spirituality. Yabo. Um, I am a Christian female, so I would mm. like a mm. Christian brother. Yeah. Um, and if he takes all four, we're good to go. What if you are so into the brother, but... He doesn't meet the four requirements that you've Say for instance, he's an atheist Ooh, we're going to have problems Because I'm one person I want to share certain experiences So if I say I want to go to a church conference I want to share that experience And be like, oh my word, the pastor said this And the pastor said that And I don't think I'd be able to maintain a relationship With someone who's like, God does not exist This does not uh, I, I hear you So I think we could be friends with benefits maybe but Okay Not, 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 not but, the one but it's Not the one not It's, it's going to be difficult If you really, really, really like this person to be friends with benefits And don't take it further than that Anyway It it takes a mature person To actually deal with that kind of situation So earlier on this week I think it was two days ago I, I'm not sure I posted something oh, on Facebook And I said you need to learn to date right How do you do that? Because some of us maybe we didn't We've been doing it wrong. That's why we sing. Because we you know, know, we know, we know, we girls, we know we can do better than that, girls. Like, you, we need to learn to date right. And when I, when, this is what I mean. This is my personal uh, opinion by dating right. When I say we need to date right, I mean, you need to date mature people. Okay. And when one would ask, but how do you find, where do we find those ones? Mm-hmm. You know what? There's, there's only one problem that women have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this so proud Because I'm a woman And I know what Take I'm talking time. about Take your time with it We talk too much What? <laughs> we do We talk too much to a point where we don't listen Okay If you took a moment when you meet this brother And you're like Okay, let me listen to what this brother has to say to me and Then to be this one who's forever talking, talking Yep, 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 yepping You would actually pick up It doesn't take a genius It doesn't take forever to actually pick up If a person is mature enough for you or not So the reason why we fall into a trap of dating immature people It's because we don't listen when these people talk um, I think I agree with you. Um, I remember back a couple of months ago. When, ah, I thought you when, were going no, to no, say a no, couple of years ago. No, and you just said months. Wow. Oh, wait. Let me finish. Um, but listen, myself got to host um, a show called Two Old Girls, and we mm-hmm. spoke about questions you need to ask a future bay. And okay. we, and and we kind of um, went into the whole thing before you date a person. Mm-hmm. Ask certain questions yeah. and listen to the answers. Exactly. Because if you listen to the answers, you will know if this is your fit. If mm. this is the kind of person you want to kick it with for who knows how long. Yeah. So it was very interesting. So I I think I I agree with. With what you're saying Listen But mm. I'm like Ask questions And then listen Yeah But you can't just You can't just There's a You, you can't waste your time And ask questions To someone that you've already You've already picked up Like you know what I know I go and say It's not really happening <laughs> So why would you waste your time And ask those questions no. what, what questions are you asking Because I think We delved into the fact About like wanting to find out What did your last relationship Teach you you know, um, okay, 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 I get, I get that, I get that. You know, um, we we asked questions like, okay, how was your upbringing? Um, mm. What do you think about um, male privilege and um, pay 
patriarchy mm. um, So it's things like that Just not just ex- And what do they think about y- feminism? Yes Because men think When you talk about feminism They think you're all about bashing men And, and, and disrespecting them And you know It's not about that True. It's really not about that So these are the things You need to find out From yes. your supposed future bay. Yes And for me I mean I was very like strong in there's certain questions you need to ask like first date mm. you know you can't wait until you in it to be like okay so what should take on tradition and what should take on you know females wearing it do and I'm at don't touch like certain things you need to Pants. know yes you need to know um straight up so you when you make that decision You're like okay I knew that I made this decision Going in The relationship So yeah That's a, We, we did very, that This is a very interesting topic I wish we had the whole day To talk about this Because you know We would explore <laughs> We would dissect And we would eviscerate Let This me help whole you. This is whole situation Of boys and dating And this <laughs> and that But If anyone wants to join us If you guys want to join The conversation You can WhatsApp us On 79 Or 2 Tweet at J and G. Uh, Am I getting it right? I don't, I don't know. Okay. Tweet my talk me Londi Sam underscore and your your Twitter handle at Z Um yeah. No underscore, no I nothing. don't do under- central. <laughs> I don't do underscore hashtag twenty something. <laughs> so moving on from from dating rights and the boys and all that. Yes. Do you believe in happily ever after? Um, I believe that we create our own happy ever after. I don't think there's a fixed, uh, this is how it looks like. This is it. Uh, no, <laughs> you, you make it. You create it. Um, I don't know. I, t- <sighs> you know, uh, 60, if not 70% of me it, it doesn't really think it's, it's there. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, okay, maybe maybe I should not say happily ever after because it can be happily forever with the person without marrying them. Uh no, that's so not for me. No, no. maybe maybe the problem I have not necessarily the problem, but the I don't know what to call this. But okay, for a lack of a better word, I'll say a problem. Maybe the problem I have is is the marriage itself, the institution itself. I just feel like once you you walk into the institution and then things start to change and you you stop being a boyfriend and girlfriend and you start being these people that are so different and like but what happened? Why couldn't we just keep that? I I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but I am still old school. I still believe in the constitution of marriage. Mm-hmm. So for me, heavily, I mean, happily ever after includes the man getting on one knee and saying, yo, Sims, will you marry me? And we make that work and we, we stay together. There's no divorce. There's no, for me, that is the dream. That is the dream. Yes. I, I, I just, maybe the reason why I feel this way is because most women, I, I'm, I'm just gonna talk about this in a perspective of a woman. Most women, I, I don't know, we, we, they, they sort of take marriage as a validation. Oh yes. Okay. I hear where you, and <laughs> where you come I from. I don't need a marriage to validate me. Yes. I, I, I'm a formidable force on my own. Yes, you are. So why do I need marriage to validate me type of thing? You I know? get what you're coming from. I mean, you watch shows like OPW and you see how people, um, embrace people that are married and mm. how that, mm. if you're not married, what's wrong with you, girl? You can't it, keep a man. See, that is the problem I have. Like um, when you're not married, what's wrong with you? I mean, you almost, you're <laughs> almost 30, almost 40, almost this. You're not married. 
period. Why yes. does that have um, to to be the ultimate goal? Yes, and we don't celebrate women who. If they came to you and be like, I started my own business. I did this. I achieved this in my career. Um, the With youngest. my boyfriend. Yeah, like, oh, I'm the youngest executive. We don't necessarily take the time to be like, yo, girl, let's throw you a party right you now. Know? You did the damn thing. But I get what you're saying. Um, I think it's more of a society thing, you know, because for me, um, yes, I want to be a wife, but that's not going to be the, the be it and the end of it of me. You know, I, I always say I want to be on say in Jay Z situation where I'm still beyond outside of Jay-Z you know <laughs> it, I I that's another thing that's another thing I I I I was I noticed something when lemonade dropped I actually posted this I'm like when lemonade dropped yo went ahead and dumped to your, your boyfriend <laughs> no she's still married look look where Beyonce is she's pregnant with twins happily married and where are you nothing dollar is happening in your life why why guys yeah, I mean, it's just the way we are as humans. I I think this is just a society thing that we've placed and um we've done yeah, we've done a lot in terms of putting pressure on females. Mm. Um but it will change one day, someday, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it it should change. I personally think it should change. Um we're going to introduce our guest after that. That was, that was quite an an, an interesting um Chat. I, I, I just, we just had when I seems. So we're going to introduce our, our guest shortly after this. To introduce himself. Hi, good afternoon, Luzuko. How are you? How are you? I'm well. How I'm great. I'm great. Please uh, introduce yourself and oh, tell uh, us who you are, what you're all about, and where you're coming from, the organization you're coming from. Yes, uh, my name is Luzuko Koti. I am the uh, uh, spokesperson of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Uh, we do quite a lot of work uh, in the foundation itself uh, that relates to. Uh, Issues of uh, human rights, uh, deepening democracy, promoting peace. We do a lot of interventions in society broadly uh, where there is a need, uh, particularly uh, that relates to uh, dialogue, uh, engagements. Mm. Um, So we really are involved in many projects that we're involved in. 
currently, uh, one of them currently uh, running now is uh, the National Education Crisis Forum, where yeah. one of uh, the the members of the forum there, but we also provide the secretariat for that work. Mm-hmm. We know the whole, you know, students' campaign in the country, around the country, uh, which uh, is tagged, uh, fee, hashtag fees must fall. Yeah. Uh, that work involves uh, a lot of stakeholders. We house that work at the foundation. Mm. Uh, and uh, incidentally, we have that uh, uh, convention uh, this coming weekend, Saturday and Sunday, which will give uh, all stakeholders, students involved, uh, the universities and various other stakeholders, including government, opportunities to come together and talk and find solutions to this problem. So there are many things that we're involved in um, as the foundation that uh, uh, that helps at least make an impact in society. Mm, One mm. of them is Nelson is, is uh, Nelson Mandela International Day, yeah. which happens July yeah. every year. So that's one of the work we do. Yes. Um, South Africa at the moment we are, if I'm not mistaken, we are on we are on um, anti-racism week from it started from the 14th till the 21st. Yes. Um, what's your take on that? Do we need these campaigns? Do we need such things? These campaigns are, are, are campaigns that become effective only when people do something about the message mm. that comes with them. So these are not just campaigns to, you know, get people on the streets or get uh, people on social media talking about something common, but it's about uh, doing something that we can measure in the end. And one of these things is that uh, we know South Africa as it is, that racism is one of those kind of, is those wounds that we need to um, c- continuously, continuously uh, deal with. It never mm. heals. Um, it comes up all the time and we assume that we have dealt with it, but uh, one or two incidents will erupt and all of a sudden we have a crisis again and the rest of the country is in, is, is in commotion. So racism is not something that uh, does not only end or start with the things we say, but it's also our actions, our behavior, our attitudes. And all of these things need all of us to continuously continuously put our efforts together and do something about it. And we, this year, between the Nelson Mandela Foundation and the Ahmed Katrada Foundation, uh, through the the campaign that we refer to as the Anti-Racism Network mm. of South Africa, we call it ANSA for short, uh, we are driving a message that challenges individuals to look at themselves and their own inputs, their own attitudes. What are we doing uh, to... In, introduce um, a new discussion and, mm. and and force change around issues of race. How do I talk to you? Am I the difference or am I the problem? Am I um, do I understand the impact of what am I doing or what I'm saying? So there are small examples. For instance, people who are uh, 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 talking uh, mm. about uh, racism, mm. uh, but because they are black, they're comfortable talking about a certain subject but suddenly when a white person joins them and wants to talk to at join that conversation Mm -hmm. at the same level and raise the same issues suddenly the person is seen to be uh, racist or uh, racist or perhaps want must must be closed out because they don't Mm. qualify precisely because of their race right so those kind of things we need to look at 
you're chewing at the at the ATM and all of you are leaving an ATM open yeah. uh, because you know it's not working. You're all chewing for this one. And this one white person walks in there and says, all these black people thinking, let me go and see. Instead of asking and engaging with you. Yeah. Do we understand that to be racism or ignorance? Do we say that? Do, yeah. Because people have all sorts of interpretations of this. So what are we doing about it? Are we having a right conversation about it? So this campaign really forces us to say, let's have at least a sense of understanding of what our contribution and our role is in racism. Do, do you think with uh, such campaigns, the, the younger generation, do you, do you think they actually participate in this or they feel like it has nothing to do with us, like the, the ones we call born free? Yes. Do you, do, you, do you think they participate in such or they just, it has nothing to do with us, so they're just not going to pay attention to what is happening? It, does it only... Do we, do we, do we, the the older generations, are are we the only ones participating in this in this campaign? I'm the older generation. I am. I'm not a born free. (laughs) All right. No, no, no. Look, I I think that what we need to continuously package, right, as a message to young people, is that if you don't do anything right now, Mm, mm. um, at the time you need to act. You might be on your own. Mm. It might be too late, because. Other people may have dealt with this issue that is making you emotive um, to a certain extent and that when you're actually dealing with this issue for the first time and you don't know. So it being dismissive about racism and saying, it's not my problem. My friends are black or my friends are white. I have never encountered this thing. And therefore, all this noise is just about you old people who were born at a particular time and you're making your problems my problems. Mm. People who have that kind of narrative find out so uh, harshly about racism. They discover it harshly when they encounter a racism uh, experience and yeah. they don't know what to do with it because then they've divorced themselves from all the activism and the activities that are conscientizing each other. About. So when you are active against racism, you do not only respond to it because you have encountered it. Mm. You are saying, mm. I am creating a society where racism is not acceptable. And therefore, if at the day, at the time and day, uh, I happen to encounter it, I will have at least made a contribution uh, and prepared myself and, and, and orientated myself with the necessary uh, intellectual, uh, uh, emotional and probably general knowledge about what exactly should I do and how to deal with it when it happens. So if you divorce yourself right now and say it's other people's problems, mm. when you encounter it for the first time, and I've seen people who have never been attacked in, in, a, in, a, in a racist way, yeah, yeah. but when they do for the first time, it destroys them because then they don't understand that another human being can do that. And, and this is why we say we must not say we don't see color. Mm. We must say we are able to see beyond color and see the actions and the and the values and relate to each other through the values that we share and through the principles that combine us that bring us together so the reason i'm here and the reason i i i'm i'm, I'm friends with you it's not because you're black and i'm white and mm. therefore we make a nice combination of color it isn't it's because we share certain values together and our experience can be a lesson to other people. 
I hear that. I hear that. Um, I hear that you you guys are are in partnership, or are you working with Lead SA? Yes, yes. This year we are working very much with Lead SA. We've always worked with Lead SA on campaigns such as these, including this one. Uh, we continue because um, we we believe that we must talk to the rest of the country, and we talk to different audiences, and we talk to we talk to everybody through different means and platforms. Um, and Lead SA is, 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 has been very creative this year mm. in terms of how they have brought us uh, uh, on board uh, and take on this message of really combating racism uh, in South Africa. By Firstly, there's this campaign now called Twitter Takeover. Yeah. Uh, we did that yesterday. Uh, uh, we sending the message that we're taking on racism. Hashtag take on racism yeah. was the hashtag that we drove yesterday. So what we do is actually they give us the the logins and we go into their account and we actually send out information, knowledge, experiences, lessons about racism and we interact with public. Uh, every person who has had an experience that they need to test or they need to 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 share uh, are able then to engage with us at that level. So it's been a fantastic, fantastic uh, experience. There are other organizations, of course, that are doing mm. the same. Yeah. Uh, today is another organization. Yesterday it is another and so on. So it, it continues. It's a fantastic show. Speaking of social media, um, how has, how, wh- how, what has been the impact of social media on racism? Because a lot is happening, especially on Twitter. Yes. Now that there are hashtags about racism and we, we are on this anti-racism, what's your take? What, what has, what has the med- the in- social media, Im- what was, the, what has been the impact? We, we, we seem to have reached a certain chapter in our, in our lives, just globally. And mm. this is, and we must always look at social media as a positive tool. And it, this is why it's important for people to look at everything uh, that exists, that they see as a problem, and as an opportunity to find something positive about it. Because generally people think people are able to get away with mm. racism or racial expressions and tendencies uh, because they hide behind social media. Yeah. Their existence is really virtual. And therefore, they can throw a statement and let other people rent about mm, it. Mm. Uh, that's probably, yes, a problem because then you can't account, you know, personally and face to face with, with, uh, for, for your actions, which becomes, you know, which makes people suggest some of, some of ideas that we might, we find problematic. For mm. instance, regulating the social media space, uh, thinking about creating laws that are going to govern that. We don't need any media, whatever form, uh, to be regulated in a way that people lose their freedom to engage yeah, with it. Because yeah. these are tools that also have played a big role mm. in empowering and liberating people. We know about the Bring Back Our Girls campaign yeah, true. Uh, and how that lived in social media and actually made people conscious about something mm-hmm. happening in Nigeria. Um, you have a, a number of other fundraising campaigns towards good causes around the world. People were kidnapped in various parts of the world and so on. So social media is an important tool that if you regulate because someone is irresponsible with his or her statements, um, you are going to stifle a lot of 
uh, freedoms mm. that we enjoy as a result of the fight and, 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 the, and the struggle that we had in South Africa, mm. but also globally. So I, I think there, there, there are things that we need to do. And most importantly, I think we need to consciously, consciously uh, educate people through the same platform. Yeah. So engage people. People tend to be upset and rent and attack and respond with a vengeance on, in social media when some someone has posted something that's provoking. Mm. And I, I always say, you know, let's find these things to be thought provoking yeah. instead of just pro- emotionally provoking. True. So they must be thought provoking. What is this person say? Let's take uh, Helen Ziller for instance. I yesterday. wanted to go there. I <laughs> wanted to go there. And like, yeah. what was that thought provocative, or yeah. was that emotional? <laughs> yes. What? What? What was that? Take. Because there's a thin line yes. between the two. Yes. It, it, the thin line is in your actions mm. as the person who is actually saying the statement. But as a recipient, you have the choice what you do with that information. Okay. You can make that shuck, shackle you and entangle you into a space where you are, com- you are permanently angry. Mm. Or you can take that and then use it to understand certain perspectives. That person has to deal with the judgments and the you know positionings that we're going to put them mm. in because they've said a certain statement which kind of paints them in certain light but what do i do with that information mm. it tells me there are people who actually look at our society as a society that owes itself to a certain past that they subscribed to okay so maybe there's a fact there maybe there's uh, something to ponder you know, so it's yeah, up to us. Yeah. It's up to us as, as you know, activists, as uh, philanthropists, as academics, as uh, various other you know uh, groups that exist in society to engage those thoughts and say, because you've said this, we would like to engage you. Mm. This is why mm. at the at the Nelson Mandela Foundation, what we do when someone has brought in a subject that yeah. we think society is either concerned about or. Um, uh, Provoked by or maybe angered by, we we create a platform to engage. Uh, we, let's we have say, a discussion let's come, about let's this. Let's come together, sit around the table, and talk. What, yeah. What, where do you come from? Give me your perspective. And once I understand your POV, I'm able to move with a better sense of okay, maybe I need to improve my argument mm. because your view, your point of view, seems to be. Trapped in a particular space, mm. so that's what we do. We engage. We create space for engagement, and 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 one such example is we had an example where someone engaged us on this issue of sufficiency, for instance, and and it was sounded such a complex discussion or, or topic, and basically the question was what is enough for people to to have you mm. know people have too much while others have nothing uh people uh, are wasting people are driving expensive cars people are fly owning private jets there's just too much that people have is there a point where we say you have enough start giving or is there, you have enough start thinking about other people mm. so when that person uh, uh, had that kind of discussion with us that led to us saying Maybe we need to have a societal discussion that questions whether or not there is a point of enough mm. and whether or not whether or not the discussion about minimum wage is is the solution to to having enough. So those kind of things provoke discussion and that's what we did. We engaged because somebody dropped a little seed and it grew to become a big discussion. We had that uh, 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 that uh, um 
dialogue yeah. a, few, a few days ago. Yeah. Same on this racism issue. We need a dialogue about mm. it. So we're gonna move to we're gonna move from racism. Just one last question: Has the face of racism changed over the years, or are we still experiencing racism from thirty years ago? Racism is 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 a scourge around the world. Mm. I was watching a game yesterday. Uh, I am a big fan of uh, you know Manchester United, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I saw this. You know this uh, this banana thrown on the field. You know you know this uh, this kind of act that yeah. is always uh, committed by foreign football lovers. They throw bananas to black players mm, on the field, mm, you know, mm. and you know what to interpret that to be. Of course, uh, it's not just in in sport. In it's in corporate. It's in it's in various places. Mm. In South Africa, if you look at it, racism was institutionalized. It was a a a policy you know well it was called apartheid it 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 ended it was abolished uh, and when it was abolished we moved into a democratic state where everybody is equal uh, everybody enjoys human rights and people can uh, you know look at themselves and contest for opportunities equally without mm. the color of their skin being the hindrance or the determining factor but you really find that now that being abolished from a from a legislat- legislature or legislative uh, mm. perspective uh, people find a way to institutionalize it through other means whether it's through their economic means mm-hmm. or uh, their station in society so where where i'm sitting and where you're sitting mm. i can then force uh, use my position to benefit certain races. Yeah, so it's yeah. very subtle. It's got certain nuances that people need to tackle directly. The way they tackled the the very of uh, of racism that we had before, this kind of subtle and covert uh, racism that we see in society needs to be tackled in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think that young people have the better have the best kind of tool which is their energy True. you know their energy to r- engage in robust debate and say you know what we are going to tackle this thing on so yes racism has changed its face in one way or another but it exists but uh, i think i think it's not all lost so we're moving to human rights we are like a week away are we yes oh, yeah. a week, week away to to not even a week away <laughs> next week tuesday uh, yeah, yeah, actually, a couple day. of days yeah. away from from human rights. One one would would then sit down and 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 analyze what you've been saying mm-hmm. since we've started talking and say it. But wouldn't we say there's a, there's there's that element of when people are 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 expressing the, themselves and they are sort of labeled racists. But I'm exercising my rights. What are human rights? Where do we draw the line as to say, this is my right and this is not my, like, what, what, what can you, can you unpack that? What, what are human rights? Human rights are things that actually should not even require explanation Mm. or, you know, they should be self-explanatory according to, uh, you know, the title of the rights, human rights. Uh, but unfortunately, we tend to complicate these things and, 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 and leave them to interpretation too much that actually we have to state it out or at least spell it out that uh, this is exactly what human rights is. 
and and that's why you, you know, the United Nations took it upon itself to actually sanction this and make sure that everybody in the world agrees and 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 um, works from the same kind of perspective as to what human rights are. I I move from the perspective that human rights are interdependable, mm. so they are or inter interdependent, and they they one depends on another to exist. So the right to life depends to right to dignity, it depends to right to social security, it depends to right to education. All these rights must interact with each other, mm. and they must. They, they are not. They are, they are rights that you can't take away because you have enough rights. So these are the rights that come around or come about because you are simply human, and 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 because of the privilege of being born, you have the right to live. Mm. You have the right mm. to life. You have the right to education. You have the right to. You know, uh, do, do you have children's rights. So the basic rights that really have no one can take away. So it's important that at some point, you know, we we um, we, we appreciate the in the fact that these rights are inherent. Mm. And these are rights that, are, are, as human beings, we we should and will always enjoy as long as we have breath. Now, let's take for instance people who say, "Oh no." Um, this is too expensive for our country to look after the health care of, uh, you know, foreigners who are here. Yeah. You know, let's, uh, our government has no place in spending so much looking after the, the, ba the health needs or a pregnant woman or a, Responding to a crime scene where a foreigner is involved, mm, because mm. we have too much of you know it's a xenophobic, obviously, yeah. perspective. But the reality is that as long as those people are alive, wherever yeah. they are, whether they are there illegally or not, or not the human. fact is they're human, and yeah. therefore our resources must be must be sh shared with them. Meaning they have to enjoy. Um, the services that we all enjoy because we are human in South Africa. Now, somebody mm. argues, no, who pays the tax and so on. That is something we can deal with after. Who mm. pays the check? Yeah. But the fact is someone is human, is in our shores, and therefore we have the obligation because we signed the treaty with the United Nations mm. uh, that endorses these rights. Uh, therefore, these people are certainly uh, human rights. We and and these rights are obviously enforced across the world uh, in various ways. Other other countries sign uh, treaties, customary international laws, general principles, and so on. So many agreements mm. that are formed in place uh, by the United Nations and therefore by sub or, or regional uh, uh, national organizations that help mm. to. Uh, institutionalize the rights that we're talking about. Yeah, um, earlier on you talked about how involved you guys are in, in education and there's a tweet, someone says no child sh should still be educated under a tree. To 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 think that that still happens in South Africa, 22, 23 years later into democracy that still happens, what uh, why? Why are we still having such problems, especially in regards to education? Why are we still having kids who are attending school under the trees? Um, 
Education is, is one of the most important tools uh, that we as the world, as societies, must use to liberate ourselves. Mm. Dr. Nelson Mandela said that. Uh, and, and we continue to uh, paraphrase this, uh, this important you know, statement because we know that we know what education has done. To change people's lives. You know that there are certain things that happen in your life because you have education. Mm. You have passed a particular, or you have passed a particular stage in, in, in the formal education or you have acquired certain education, whether it's formal or informal, or you have empowered yourself with certain knowledge that actually qualifies as education. And therefore, um, if we are serious about changing the social um, uh, security of young people around the world in South Africa, uh, we have to take seriously education. Now, the, the, we have so many billions spent on education, basic education in South Africa, but we have the biggest problem uh, that uh, makes these billions um, seem like nothing. And that one of them is uh, the issue of inefficiency. Mm. We are not efficient about how we are spending these resources. Books are not delivered on time. Um, you know, uh, when in fact the budgets have been approved, money has been dispersed. So government has done their part. But there's something in the system, in the value chain of education, where someone is actually saying, you know what, I'm going to do just enough for the day. I'm not mm. going to commit. Um, and if we are really serious about education, we should take a leave from our leaders. Yeah. Uh, not just South African leaders, but leaders across the African continent who knew that if we empower our people with education, we have to do more than just what our paychecks mm. dictates. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we need to do more. We need to make sure that those books reach those schools before the schools open. Mm. We need to make sure that as a teacher, I stay and make sure that this child understands this, even if it's beyond my pay, my, my, my knockoff time. Mm -hmm. I need to ensure that uh, I don't turn the food, uh, the nutrition uh, program in schools yeah. uh, as an economic and profit-making thing for, for myself. For yourself, yes. I have a, an obligation to make sure that these children or this program, which uh, government has put in place, is designed to make sure that this child does not listen to a teacher while there's while on a, on an empty stomach. Mm, they mm. have a concentration span that is that is driven by you know their energies exactly. and their body can handle the day, uh, and that's why these food nutrition programs are there. Now all of that, all of that, um, is an indication of what we can do mm. uh, to use education. Uh, to turn things around. So why are we having school um, children under schools and math schools and so on? Mm. It's inefficiency. There are all other factors. You know. Yeah, your, there's your, there's a lot. Health as well. And, like you know, all all sorts of issues. Mm. But we have to also appreciate that there's general appreciation of what education should mm. and can do. We just need to we just need to get get everybody on board, and 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 get everybody to understand that this is not just a teacher's problem or a minister's problem or a, or a, a foundation's problem or an NGO's problem. It's all our problem. Starting from homes, I need to make sure that mm. my child is doing their homework. Mm. Uh, I need to make sure that my child has certain values and understands that the discipline that I teach them, yeah, they have to present it at school and not think that teachers mm. are people to... To, 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 to show, perform miracles. To, you know, yes, <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. So I think that that's, 
we have a we have a bigger problem, but we we have to take it small chunks at a time. Uh, we we need to we need to intervene in many ways, particularly in terms of policy. Mm-hmm. We have to also engage as well at that level. How do we change or restructure our policy, or at least make the policy that we have mm. much more effective? Not just in terms of what it how it reads, but how we implement it, uh, so that it makes that kind of difference. When you when you're talking about um about that, that it, it, the problem is, is, is within, so, there's someone in, in the structure who's yes. saying, you know what, I'm just going to keep a little bit for myself. Uh, last week we spoke about, um, the guys that I spoke about, how is it possible that so many people who are supposed to be doing their jobs are not doing it? Hence, we have so many crises on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know how I, how you're going to take this, but there's a tweet that I came across. I'm just looking for it and I can't find it, but I'm just, I'm just going to paraphrase it. Some, mm. Someone said, I think I found it yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Someone said, people who works for Nelson Mandela Foundation drives fancy cars and live in fancy apartment, you'd swear they're not working for an NGO. Mm. How do you respond to that? Well, they have to be, that have to be specific, specific <laughs> about that, about what kind of cars do they, what kind of cars do they regard as fancy? Because, mm. um, as, as, as I've outlined, we, we are, we are an NGO that is really, you know, and, um, uh, preoccupied with getting our hands dirty on the ground, mm. looking at the things that are happening in South Africa and globally. We, we're always looking for solutions and providing, uh, providing, um, the platforms for engagement, uh, where, so that we find solutions. Yeah. The, the people who work in the foundations are, are equal, um, social activists mm. that see uh, not only through the work they do, but also in their own communities, see the gaps, see the need, and and roll up their sleeves and do something. People there volunteer in various organizations, um, and they wake up and they go to work. That's yeah. work. Yes, they yeah. work, and they, you know, they they are actually interviewed. They are recruited like anybody else, mm. interviewed and 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 uh, out of the agreement between themselves and the foundation as the employer, not mm. just as an NGO, but as an employer. Then they have the freedom to spend their 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 resources the way they 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 see fit. However, yeah. there is a sense of um, th- th- there are certain values that we share, and there are certain values that we subscribe to that actually attract us as individuals to the foundation. Mm. And and living the legacy of Man- Nelson Mandela is one of them. In fact, we actually measured as an institution. As to how do we, as individuals, mm. leave the Nelson Mandela legacy? So yeah, it's not yeah. something that we theorize through hashtags. We, it's in our KPA. So when I get, when I sign a performance contract, how do I leave the, the Nelson Mandela legacy? Am I accessible? Am I modest? Am I sensitive to the needs and the challenges of society? Mm. So it, it may be. The other thing that people mistake about the foundation is that the foundation is a venue that people love to use. Yeah. Organizations come there and they host and they request to to host their events, mm-hmm. dialogues or, or or fundraising events or whatever kind of event. And because of those events, uh, w- people who come as 
audience, guests and, and people who, mm. who are invited mm. are coming in all sorts of cars. So uh, people may see a car driving in there and they may think, you know, that's a nice car. Mm. It might just be someone from a very big bank who's here to donate something or who's here to attend a, 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 a dialogue. And that may not necessarily be even a Nelson Mandela Foundation um, event, but something that we host because our, our building also has an auditorium and mm-hmm. other boardrooms that we rent, not rent out, but don't, you know, give out for people to yeah. use so that they can do their work. And in turn, people come back and say, because you gave us this facility, which is so lovely, it's historic, it's got an exhibition and so on, uh, would like to donate something. Mm. And they donate. So those people, we can't account for how they spend their resources. But in the foundation, the staff and the people there, you must see the cars we drive. Very modest. A pretty simple life. Very modest. Very, <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I can tell you, without, I'll be advertising if I tell the car, but it's from that brand that people were raving about which which uh, which was having cars that are burning and so on okay <laughs> <laughs> i won't mention the name okay but but i'm, I'm saying that's the car i drive yeah and many people drive all sorts of cars that people would look at and say oh okay you know it hmm. doesn't define where you are what you do because we need to get to work okay and then i uber a lot oh uh, okay hmm. um um we're about to we in closing let's talk about briefly about the nelson mandela children hospital that when he died he it was his dream to see that um to see the the hospital coming to life so now that it's been launched um who is supposed what kind of a child is supposed to go there and what tell us a bit about that before we close all right um we you know that uh, had three um um foundations that he formed yeah. before before he passed away and one of them was the Nelson uh, was the Mandela Roads Foundation mm-hmm. which focuses on education the other one was the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund which is the one you're talking mm. about and then his old office, which was his post-presidential office, uh, then was turned into a foundation, which mm. is where he actually worked. Every day he woke up and went to that office, and mm. that's where we are. So that's the third foundation. So the hospital is part of the Children's Fund. It's, a, it's an initiative that that are committed to. You know that part of his commitment was to take part of his uh, income or salary mm. and donate it as part of starting that initiative and then there was the drive to get to raise the funds and so that project is complete now um and and children you know um it's due to be opened soon and 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 and, and children can can get the kind of healthcare that that I had envisaged and had dreamed about However, as the foundation, uh, we support all these initiatives because they're important in the in the work that we do, particularly when it comes to uh, making sure that there's social justice mm. and there, there's the, the, we, we enjoy these rights, these mm-hmm. human rights, and there's freedom in South Africa and around the world. So that's the message we preach, and that's what we we would like uh, everybody to join us in. Okay. Uh wow, that 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 we come to an end of the show and thank you so much uh, uh Luzugo for for joining us for taking time to actually join us in this. We're going to be uh so I'm, I'm signing out. I'm so used to we. <laughs> I'm signing out and I'm leaving you guys with two grades be good and do you. See you next week. Cliffcentral.com.